0: Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, more readings from various letters of the Masters of the East, especially Kirpal Singh of Delhi, India, who was a spiritual master in the 1950s, 60s, and early 70s. Also, Huzur Baba Sawan Singh, who once resided near the Bayas River in the Punjab province of northwestern India at the Deer Baba Jamal Singh Ashram, our spiritual center. Letters from the Masters, Part 2, this week on Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. This is program number 531. I'm here streaming live every week at this time on HealthyLife.net, the Positive Talk Radio Network. Streaming on the web and bringing to the radio airwaves, education for a more peaceful planet a song or spiritual meet-up without walls, sharing various teachings of masters, saints, and mystics of the East and the West. Letters from the Masters. When you read these letters, originally they were written to specific disciples, but they have a very personal and direct feel to them. So when you read these letters, it's like the master is writing a letter to you, speaking directly to you. That's part of their charm. There are many collections of letters that have been published. I begin with one of the most fascinating paragraphs from Hazura Baba Sawan Singh. We are expecting much from America. The average person in America is much nearer to this teaching than in any portion of Europe. The day will come when your people will turn to saint Some Someday the great work there will assume much larger proportions. You may look confidently for it in your own time. Be ready for it. Azur Baba Sawan Singh I look at that kind of prediction as something that is fulfilled more and more with the passing of time. And each generation is contributing to it. And there's so much more to be done. More people will be initiated. More books will be read. More books will be published. There's so much more to upload, to download, to stream, to communicate, a lot more people in the future will be adopting this inward mystic path. At one time, the esoteric tradition was hidden away behind locked doors in secret scriptures. It took years to even make it to the inner circle to learn the practice. But now the path of the masters is hidden in plain sight. It's a needle in a haystack. It's a book, on a bookshelf, in a bookstore filled with books. And those who are meant to know will find it. Those who appreciate it, and can appreciate the depth, can notice the difference, can find the the golden nuggets embedded in the stream of mud. Those who will find the jewels, and notice them, and appreciate them, they will get it. They will find their way to that wisdom. That wisdom tradition of the saints and mystics. They will notice. They will appreciate. As Kabir says, uh, some searched for it east of us, and others west of us, and some looked among the primitive earth rocks, and some wrapped it in the mantle of their heart. Some thought the ruby was scattered out on the road somewhere to the east or somewhere to the west. But Kabir found it within, noticed it, appreciated it, and wrapped it in the mantle of his heart. The kingdom of heaven is within, and teachings about it these days are hidden in plain sight instead of behind locked doors in some esoteric tradition that meets in secret Instructions for holding satsang by Sant Kripal Singh originally published in 1953 one of the many books and letters to be found at the Kripal Singh website copyright free and available for free online at the website, ruhani satsang usa.org website r u h a n i s-a-t-s-a-n-g-u-s-a-dot-o-r-g Instructions for holding satsang Satsang, as the term implies, is association with sot, or truth, the eternal God, the eternal truth. Satsang meetings should therefore be exclusively devoted to the discourses on sot, which, in its broader connotation, includes talks on God, the soul, the word, the relation between soul and God on the one hand, and soul and the universe on the other, the God-way or path of God-realization, and the God-man or spiritual master and his teachings. It also includes discourses on allied topics, such as ethical life, love, faith, compassion, and all that which makes way for the healthy and progressive development of divine life leading to efflorescence of spirit in cosmic awareness. The purpose of satsang It must always be borne in mind that the actual awakening of the spirit is the work of the master power overhead. The talks and discourses are just like refresher courses which may help in the proper understanding of saint matte or the teachings of the Master on the intellectual level for theory precedes practice. Both the initiates and non-initiates derive immense benefit from such talks. In these congregational gatherings universal truths are brought home to all alike. A spirit of universal brotherhood on the broad basis of human beings as the children of the One Supreme Father is Inculcated, so as to link all with the silken bonds of love and oneness. For the initiates, these talks serve as cementing factors on the path, clarified doubts and misapprehensions, if any. And for the non-initiates, ground is prepared for an inner search which may stimulate the inquisitive mind and help the individuals in their innate craving for a way out. The highway of the masters has been, is, and ever shall remain the same for one and all. It is secular in character, and everyone, whosoever, can tread it. There are no turnpike gates of religion, faith, caste, color, creed, nationality, or avocation. All are welcome to it, even though retaining their distinctive religious organizations, social modes of life, and use of national language, etc. For the spirit or soul in man is above them all and remains unaffected by outer pursuits. Satsang Apart from Rituals The science of the soul is just like any other science, but more exact, more natural, more lasting, and the oldest of all the sciences. It is the science of realized truth, directly connected with the soul and man, and should therefore be kept distinct and apart from rites and rituals, forms and ceremonies, the performance or observance of which keeps one tied down to the plane of the senses, and as such must be strictly avoided. Our discourses and talks in satsang should be confined only to explaining the science itself, in lucid terms without any outer embellishment, like the lighting of candles, burning of incense, offering of flowers, tinkling of bells, exhibiting photographs, and the like. Even though these may appear innocent and harmless in themselves, yet the seekers after truth are likely to go astray by such symbolisms and forms, and may eventually get entangled and lost. SUBJECT AND SCOPE OF SATSANG For the subject of a talk, we may take up the hymns from any scripture, preferably from the masters of the sound current. It may be supplemented by apt quotations from the parallel writings of other master saints. The holy gospels themselves are full of such material, as may fit in with such a context. The illustrations from various masters are essential so as to bring out the essential unity in the teachings of all the saints. We should not, however, discuss the practical part of the science. Here I'll pause and interject a comment that this is referring there, that last sentence, to the meditation techniques, the details of meditation practice. That's kept confidential, Everyone at the time of initiation in this esoteric tradition uh, receives that specific guidance in, in a complete and total sort of way. And so uh, it's reserved for that initiation time. And so the specific techniques of meditation practice in detail, uh, that's not ever discussed in public or in books And that is a very ancient tradition that goes back thousands of years, which is why you can never find such teachings in books or scriptures or Gnostic Gospels. It's just not there. It's between the master and the student, and that's where it always remains. So that's what he meant there in that last sentence, that uh, the details of the practical part of the science are usually not revealed in any public sort of setting. Sant Kripal Singh, Instructions for Holding Satsang. Again, the subject itself should be a non-controversial type. It must strictly refer to the spiritual science. Its exposition should be couched in terms that are loving and create a fragrant atmosphere, which may have a universal appeal to the audience without hurting the feelings of anyone. At the conclusion of the talk, there should be no questions and answers in the open congregations. It should not form a debating club. If anyone has to inquire anything or wants elucidation on any particular point, that can be done more happily in private. The thistles of doubt and misapprehensions, if any, have to be weeded out with a tender hand, and nobody should be allowed to remain in suspense for a clearing of the mental ground is absolutely necessary before sowing the seed of the sound current, the nam. The satsang should conclude with meditation for some time, say half an hour, in which all should take part except for an urgent and unavoidable reason, says saint Kripal Singh. Love and service are the basis of satsang, The work of satsang should be conducted in a dignified spirit of love and service. Our thoughts, words and deeds should radiate nothing but love and sweetness. As service precedes the science, our motto should be service before self. We cannot adequately advance the interests of any science, far less that of the science of realized truth, unless we are prepared to devote our heart and soul in its service the science will make headway of itself if we are true to ourselves and truly offer to serve it. Some amazing passages from saint Kripal singh instructions on holding satsang, spiritual meetups where truth is the focus and the only focus. Never rites and rituals, material outward things that you can't take with you anyway, photos and statues and incense and candles. None of that can go with you. So, in a sense, the saints of India are very similar to Quaker mysticism of old in the Western world. Bare walls, nothing hanging on the walls, you know, pretty plain on the outside, and a mystical focus on the inside. In contemplative meditation, that's uh, the focus. That's where all the energy goes. More from Sant Kripal Singh Spiritual Elixir is a wonderful collection of letters and one of those books available online at the Ruhani Satsang USA website Loving cooperation in devoting regular time to holy meditations comprises the best gift that a child disciple can present to the master A fully developed and illumined spiritual aspirant is an asset and an example to others. Such a one can carry the gospel of love and truth under the gracious protection of the living Master. It is the inevitable result of your devoted meditations that you are blessed with the divine wisdom and appreciate the greatness of the Master's grace. Indeed, the disciple is filled with awe-inspiring gratitude for the innumerable blessing which fall to his or her lot under the protective guidance of the living Master. Reverential humility is the key note for assimilating more of divine grace and enjoying the earthly life in its fullness. Ego is the chief element of mind, and with the good grace of the Master it can be overcome by attuning one's soul with the holy nam, or sound current, within, which is the fountainhead of bliss and harmony. Stray thoughts flashing through the mind in various spheres of mental vibrations do lurk as a reaction of inner spiritual progress. When one advances on the holy path under the divine guidance of the Master, These can be safely immersed in the loving remembrance of the Master and placed carefully at his feet. The disciplined initiates find the divine grace always at hand and feel his loving celestial presence incessantly by attuning their attention towards his holy feet. And from another letter of Saint Kripal Singh, I am glad to note that you saw stars, sun, and moon, as well as the form of the master, and heard the sound of the conch shell. In future, when you see stars, just try to pick out the big star, a big star among them, and fix your inner gaze into the middle thereof. It will grow brighter, and ultimately burst, to give you further way up. If, however, you see the sun and the moon within you Just look into the middle thereof. That will also give you a way up. But when you see the form of the master within, just absorb yourself sweetly into it, so much so that you forget yourself. That will develop receptivity in you, and the master will speak to you as he does on the outside. A paragraph from another letter on the radiant form of the master and he was uh, providing some details about seeing inner light and looking in the middle of one's vision pretty amazing that's from spiritual elixir and there are many other letters there's a whole chapter on meditation practice in the book spiritual elixir which has some very valuable advice on meditation practice spiritual elixir is one of my favorite Kripal Singh books The greatness of a master lies in the fact that when one meets him, he initiates him into the mysteries of the beyond, and gives him first-hand experience of being born anew, and then by regular practice the initiate may transcend into the beyond at will, and enjoy the ineffable sweet symphonies of the word which no ears have heard and no eyes have seen on earth. Enamoring of the sweet intoxication of the beyond makes all carnal pleasures and enjoyments lose their attraction for him. It is a great blessing to be under the care of a competent master, as he may steer you through the stormy sea of the world and guide you to your true home. The journey home is a long one, but a pleasant one, says Saint-Kripal Singh. Every initiate has to be put on the way and will one day reach... His true home and Sach Khan, the true eternal realm. Those who work earnestly and live according to the commandments of the Master will progress quickly, while others will take more time to reach their goal. There is an interesting sentence here that jumped out at me in this reading, where he spoke of ineffable sweet symphonies of the word which no ears have heard and no eyes have seen on earth, that reminds me of a saying from the Gospel of Thomas I will give you what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no hand has felt, and what has never occurred to the human mind that's the saying of Jesus from the Gospel of Thomas and it's also found uh, in a slightly different version in the New Testament and uh, it's interesting that Kirpal sings kind of paraphrased it or worked its way, he worked it into this particular paragraph of this letter in the book, Spiritual Elixir. After the break, more Spiritual Awakening Radio, more from the letters, readings from various letters of the masters. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. classical ragas are provided to Spiritual Awakening Radio by Maine-based artist Paul Alexander John, who lives somewhere along the coast of Maine, playing the Indian Bansuri or Bamboo Flute, collaborating with other musicians on tablas, harmonium, and tambura. More readings from... The Masters, Letters from the Masters on this week's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. This, once again, is from the book Spiritual Elixir Letters of Kripal Singh. On the natural way, everyone will first see light. This will first be stationary, then brighter and brighter light will burst to give way for one to pass through it and up. One may see scenes, figures, colors, etc. But to stay long with them will only delay spiritual progress. One usually has to cross the sun, moon, or stars. But they give way, in similar manner, to allow one to pass onwards. I am glad for your holy meditations wherein you are blessed with the celestial manifestations of sun and moon within, and hear the holy sound current of bells and drums, almost at all times with the grace of the Master. You should look intently into the middle of the inner sun or moon and repeat the charged names mentally, very, very slowly, maybe at intervals, so that the inner gaze is not disturbed. It will burst to give you further way up, It is possible you may be blessed with the august darshan of the Master with His grace. The holy sound current of bells and drums as coming from the right side is correct and should be listened to with rapt attention. Its rapturous listening will bless you with ineffable bliss and divine intoxication. Your deep gratitude will bring added results all the initiates who have been initiated in the past, if they are faithful to meditation with love and devotion and perseverance, are assured of rising to the higher planes and to meet their radiant form within. This is their inheritance granted to them from the Lord above. Everything will come up in due time." This is titled, It's All His Grace, God is the Doer. Pray to God to send you to some center, to someone with whom he is in contact. It is he in him, or God in him, who gives something. I think everything will be very clear if the understanding is like that. So pray to God that you go to somebody who will put you on the way. Somebody who gives all credit to God and not to the Son of Man. Here he is speaking of finding a living master, a living teacher that God works through to reveal the inward passage back to the kingdom of heaven. And that's from a book called The Light of Kripal, published by. Saint-Bonnie books. More readings from The Letters of the Masters. A few words about individual meditation will not be amiss here. A daily and regular practice of the three sadhanas, or disciplines, Simran, Dion, and bhajan as enjoined by the Master is of utmost importance to achieve results. A disciple must do his or her part of the job, and the master does his. It is for him or her to sit and do the sadnas or practices in an atmosphere conducive to progress, with a sweet remembrance of the master. He or she is not to presuppose things or visualize results, for those will follow of their own accord we have but to sit in loving remembrance with steady gaze fixed between and behind the two eyebrows and do mental repetition of the five holy words without any exertion or strain on the eyes or on the forehead. Ours is to be in an attitude of passivity for the doer is one and only one, the master who is the best judge of the time and measure and manner of each step on the path. And that's from the teachings of Kripal Singh. As is this, this is an amazing passage. A passage about the passage of time. Standing at the crossroads of time, we must make a firm resolve to do better from day to day, at least from the New Year's Day that beckons us on with a promise of rosy dawn. As there are landmarks on earth, so there are landmarks in time. The past and future are like sealed books to us. The one is in the limbo of oblivion, while the other is in the womb of uncertainty. It is only the living present that is ours, and we must make the best use of it ere it slips away through the fingers and is lost forever. Human birth is a great privilege and offers us a golden opportunity. It is for us to make or mar the same, for it is given to each individual to forge his or her own destiny, as best he may. With lots of love and hearty best wishes for you all, for a bright and Happy New Year. A New Year's letter given many years ago by Saint Karpal Singh published in the book Spiritual Elixir. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. More from the letters of the masters after these messages. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio. This is a passage from Sawan Singh's book Philosophy of the Masters, known also as Gurmat Siddha. If we will not think ill of anyone, our love would be universal. When we forgive the guilty and not wish ill of him, we will have no enemy a forgiving person is always happy. It is impossible to describe the happiness, calmness of mind, and peace which results from forgiveness. Speaking of forgiveness, this is an amazing section of the book With the Great Master in India. Saman Singh was once asked about the fate of Judas Hyscariot. A Christian missionary once asked Baba Sawan Singh, the great saint of India, May I ask another question, if you don't mind? What has been the lot of Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus? Where is he now? Where should he be, in your opinion, asked the Master, asked the great Master. Why, I think he must be suffering hell torture somewhere, the missionary replied. No, said the great master, he is with Lord Jesus Christ, enjoying perfect bliss in his lap. A loud "Oh!" burst from the lips of all the missionaries. Their leader, an elderly gentleman, said, Wonderful, this is perfectly true. This is the way of the masters, the great master told them. They never look at our faults. There is no place for hell torture in mercy and love. Was he not punished for his crime, asked one of the young missionaries. His sin was personal against the Lord, and the Lord forgave him, the great master replied. Thought that would be great to share. The fate of Judas, according to Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. Sawan Singh on hearing the sound current during meditation, the audible life stream of the Godhead. The current is within us always. We could not live without the current. The current is life. The sound is going on within, without interruption, and so is the light within. Why do we not see the light and hear the sound? The reason is that our mind is shaking, our attention wanders. One does not see the reflection of his face in agitated water. The moment the water becomes still, the face becomes visible. If the water is muddy, the mud brings in an additional disturbing factor. So purity of mind and calmness are the prerequisites to see what lies inside the focus there he is speaking of the eye focus, the third eye center. More from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh On meditation practice The sounds of the current at the various regions have been mentioned as resembling the sounds of material instruments like the bell, guitar, and so forth, but in reality there is no comparison. To give you an idea in the best way that it can be given, one has to resort to that which you are already familiar. The unknown is explained in terms of the known. Guitar and so forth are the nearest approaches of sounds known to us here in this world, to give some idea of the sounds of the current heard at the different regions within. These lights and sounds are the characteristics of those regions, and any soul that goes within must see and hear the lights and sounds characteristic of the regions through which it is passing. The current is continuous from Sachkan, the true eternal realm, downward, but produces different sounds in different regions, just as if you strike your stick against a wall, wood, stone or metal, it produces different kinds of sounds. The bell sound that pulls or attracts like a magnet commences from the eight-petaled lotus. The tables are turned now. The attention that had found it so difficult to go within, now finds it difficult to stay out. To talk of the joys of staying within is the privilege of a different set of people. Only he can appreciate this state, who has gone within, in the eye-focus." Azur Baba Sawan Singh Baba Jamal Singh, who had many profound things to say about inner sound meditation. Listen to the sound current every day when you are free, and do Simran, the repetition of the sacred names even while walking. Then all your worldly work will be done by the Master himself. Do not worry in any way. The Lord himself has given you this way to meet him. So you should consider this your great good fortune, and you should always hold on to the sound current. One day it will surely take you to such kind. If you listen for ten minutes or five minutes... Or four minutes or two minutes or even one minute with love and devotion millions of sins and obstacles will be removed Baba Jamal Singh I find that to be one of the most amazing sentences about sound meditation given by just about any master because it's so doable, it's so optimistic, it's so human-being-friendly. Even ten minutes of meditating on the inner sound, or five minutes, or four minutes, or two minutes, or even one minute, with bhakti and prem, with love and devotion, millions of sins and obstacles will be removed. There's a similar saying in the Brahm Nairupan of Guru Kabir, just hearing the sound for 15 seconds is better than going to some holy place uh, in uh, India for, you know, centuries. You know, it's an amazing thing. Just a a few minutes of the sound is a very powerful, life-changing encounter. We become what we hear. If we hear the sound of God, well, we become part of God. After the break, more readings from... The letters of the Masters. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio on HealthyLife.net. Positive Talk Radio. Stay tuned for more after this break. <laughs> Spiritual Awakening Radio continues with readings from The Letters of the Masters. This is from Maharaj Sahib, also known as Brahma Shankar Misra, a spiritual master who lived from 1861 to 1907. He who is innocent and cherishes a true longing for meeting the Lord cannot be restrained by anything, no matter if he is beset with difficulties and obstacles and troubles and obsessions. The current of compassion instantly descends to take care of him and to protect him. If there be a true Lord, he is sure to hear the prayer of one who calls him sincerely from the bottom of one's heart. The Supreme Father is present and helping us inwardly, and he will make proper arrangements for the spiritual welfare of his children and keep the path of emancipation open. We should therefore go on with our meditation practice with unabated fervor, placing trust in his mercy and assistance. Have firm faith in the grace and compassion of Radhaswami Dayal, the merciful Lord of the soul. Whenever and whatever is deemed fit, Radhaswami Dayal will vouchsafe care and protection and bestow his compassion. From another letter. I am glad to learn that you are devoting a large portion of your time to devotions, to meditation practices. Continue to perform your devotions and place your reliance in the love and mercy of the Supreme Father. The thoughts that trouble you will slowly disappear, and you will find that your prayer has been heard and granted. You should perform Simran of Radhaswami Nam, the sacred name Radhaswami. Whenever during the day or night you happen to remember, you should close your eyes for a minute and, fixing your attention at the first center, repeat the name Radhaswami about 10 to 20 times. Slowly and gradually you will be able to apply your mind to bhajan, The practice of listening to the inner sound during meditation, and experience some bliss. There is no doubt that you are under the gracious care of Radhaswami Dayal, the merciful Lord of the Soul. You must continue your devotions with as much regularity and love as you can. You should also see that you do not give up the reading of the holy books, as you say you have done lately. You must rest assured that the Supreme Father is watching your spiritual interests. Your spiritual progress will be continuous if you do not fail the performance of your practice. Maharaj Sahib in Holy Epistles, Volume 3, and also a letter excerpted from the Discourses of Maharaj Sahib, published in Agra. Letters from the Masters Continued. This is from the biography of Hazura Maharaj, published by Swami Bagh in Agra, India. The letters of Hazura Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur. Go on regularly with your meditation practice, keeping your mind and senses undisturbed as far as possible, and trust in the mercy of the Supreme Father to grant you strength gradually as you advance. You will progress inwardly, daily, there is no such thing as retrograde movement. Go on with your practice as much as you can, and the Supreme Father, through His compassion, will gradually help you in the purification of the mind, and the devotional practice will then become easy and pleasant. Go on increasing and strengthening your trust in and love for the Supreme Father and keep your full belief and entire confidence in his mercy and grace. Nothing more is wanted from you. The rest of the work will be done by the Supreme Father himself. Excerpted from another letter. You should fully rely on the mercy and grace of the Supreme Father who guides, directs, watches, and protects the interests of all, who comes sincerely and unhesitatingly under his benign rule and protection. Go on with your practice as much as you can and carefully as you can, and at the same time exercise as much authority and influence over your mind and senses as you possibly can. Leave the rest to be done and disposed of by the Supreme Being in the manner and in the time he thinks best. The Supreme Being, Radha is our true guide. He is always with us, within us, sees us doing every little bit of internal and external work and assists us in every good thing. The blessing you crave for will come and be conferred on you by the Supreme Father, provided you trust in Him fully and think of Him or remember Him by repeating His holy name, and being mindful of his holy presence. Do not be disheartened. The affection or love or attraction is reciprocal. The more you love the Supreme Father, the more his mercy and grace will attend you in all your work. Faith, worth the name, must be living. It must consist in acquiring an affection, or rather an intense love for the Supreme Being, and an intense desire to approach him, and this latter we can do in the interior of the body, for the path is within us. A reading from various letters of Hazur Maharaj, Raiselagram, found in the biography of Hazur Maharaj, published in Agra, India, the city of the Taj Mahal. My name is James Bean. Hope you've enjoyed this satsang reading edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio featuring letters from the masters. (laughs) ¶¶